been since before Christmas, and it is right now the end of January, so it's been quite some time since we've we've It's chatted. been a legit hibernation. It was almost too much of a break. I almost forgot you. <laughs> you almost forgot me <laughs> as a person? Just that you existed as a, as a human. That yeah. must have been so relieving, though, in some ways. <laughs> no, no. It was sad. It was really sad. We should probably introduce the show. Well, have at it. Ready? This is... Hold on, it never sounds real. Welcome back to Modern Dadhood. We were on a little bit of a break, but now we're back. And Modern Dadhood is an ongoing conversation... God damn it. (laughs) Modern Dadhood is an ongoing conversation about the joys, the challenges, and the general insanity of being a dad in this moment. And I am Mark check it father to twin almost four-year-olds we are we are two weeks away from their fourth birthday and who are you sir and i'm adam flaherty a father of two girls who are now eight and weeks away from five whether you're a listener who has been with us since the beginning or whether you're just discovering modern dadhood right this moment mark and i want to remind you or let you know that we are not experts on fatherhood. So if that's what you thought, it's fine if you want to leave. Here's your out. Yeah, you're not you're not going to hurt our feelings. But yeah, man, it's um it's good to be back. I'm feeling really excited about the podcast again. I don't know if it's just, you know, if it's just having a little bit of time away from it or what, but we have a ton of incredible guests lined up for the coming couple of months. And I'm really excited about the topics and the conversations we're going to be having. I am stoked as well. Yeah, we've got a couple of really exciting guests. Some some names. A couple of names in there. A few names. One of them wrote a book a couple years back that I'm currently listening to right now on Audible. And it is, oh, it is exactly what I needed for the new year. We've been having some some tough times with with our kids and 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 some behavioral things. I've talked about it before on the show. I'm not going to go into it now, but man, this book is hitting the spot for me right now. So I'm very excited to talk to that that guest. I'm not going to go any more detail. You're just going to have to keep listening. And speaking of guests, today's guest is a fellow podcaster, a, a media maker. You have heard him on podcasts like Super Ego and Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. He is a brand new dad, and we're going to hear how that's going for him shortly. So stick around for Matt Gorley. Uh, Mark. Adam. Anything, um, anything cool happen over the podcast break? Anything cool happen? Oh, God. No. All right, so our guest is Matt Gorley. <laughs> That's fine, you know, because the, the break was an opportunity to just clear your head and not have to keep track of things that you want to talk about in a podcast. I don't blame you for that. I was just living my life, but it's funny. Every time I come back to work from a weekend, I get on all these 
Zoom and Teams meetings with all of these people, many of, of, of whom do not have kids. And I always, the banter is, like, what did you do this weekend? Oh, this, man. And all these little boxes are talking about all the fun little things they did. And some people are like, oh, I relaxed. And oh, man, I just watched TV and oh, I didn't even do anything all day. I slept till 11. And I'm just like boiling on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I like, was trapped inside the, the four walls of my house. Pretending yeah. to be a fucking wizard. Yeah. So it's just funny and it happens every every time. And I get I feel like I get a little saltier with my answers every time when it comes to my little box. <laughs> my little my little box is turned to say something, you know. It's usually something snarky, but but it's true. I mean, yeah, no, we had a break and life barreled on like a runaway train. <laughs> I think that's a sounds like a song lyric. I think that might may have just lifted that from a song. You should write that song. Oh, speaking of it, that is something that I did a lot of. I wrote several new stuffed animal songs. Oh, good. And spent a little bit of time recording and playing some guitar and singing into the old dusty microphone. And that always feels really good. In fact, I got the kids recorded uh, singing. I have a song called New Toy. And it's very punky. And it's very like, no toy. There's like a chant thing. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got them on there. That's cool. Um, yeah. So that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. For, for Can't sure. wait to hear it. Check out, uh, if you haven't checked out Mark's kids music under the name stuffed animal, there's a link in our show notes. Check it link out. Link in the show notes. It's Just good stuff. Go search for it. If you want to hear it. What about you? Anything, uh, particularly cool? Happening? You know, there's not like, there's not a lot. Um, I did mark down do you remember the thing that popped up on the internet a few years ago? The, the, um, planking, what planking, not planking. Oh, the ice bucket challenge. Nope. That was, that was, must've been like 10 years ago now. Uh, I'm talking about Yanny and Laurel. Yes. Remember oh, Yanny and Laurel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't Soon know. After the, the dress, it was, that was the dress was the first big exactly. thing. Exactly. Yanny and Laurel was the, yeah. Okay. I remember. Exactly. I don't know how it came up in conversation at our dinner table with my wife, my two girls and me, but we ended up playing it for the girls, not really telling them anything about it, asking them what they heard and then listening to it and going on to explain sort of that different people hear different things. One of them was fully camp Yanny and one of them was fully camp Laurel. And that sort of that conversation morphed into showing them the picture of the dress one of them was fully blue black. One of them was fully white gold. I don't get it. Whoa! It was a fun experiment. It blew their minds. Isn't it fun how with kids, like something that you get like really sick. I, I mean, it's silly to say, but I mean, things are new to your kids a lot of the time. And it's fun to show something that even you have familiarity with to them because you get a chance to share something that feels really, really new. And then totally. like, these kids get like a big, huge kick out of it. And like, we all did the Yarl, what is it? Laurel and Yanny. I see. I don't even know. Yeah. Laurel and Yanny. Yeah. We were all like enough already, you know, with that, but it's so <laughs> fun to share stuff like that with someone who's, who's that it's brand new to. Yeah. That's it, fun. I, I mean, it blew my mind when I first heard, I thought it was, I thought it was some kind of prank. Yeah. It's, this is weird. It's stuff, very, man. very odd. By the way, life barrels on like a runaway train. <laughs> is a is it's I just I just realized it's a Ben Folds lyric. Oh, I thought you were referring to the song "Runaway Train." 
Runaway Train. By Soul Asylum, right. Yeah. That's a good song. No, but um, but Ben Ben Folds has a song where he sings, um, Yeah, in life where barrels on like a runaway train and the passengers change, they don't change anything. <laughs> it's, Mr. It's, it's, it's the song Fred Jones. Maybe we should move into uh, the conversation with Matthew Gorley. I mean, for crying out loud, they've been listening to us yammer on long enough. Several months ago, we're talking like maybe five months ago, uh, Matt Gorley, who is one of the co-hosts of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, along with obviously Conan and his assistant, Sona, Matt sort of mentioned almost like almost it almost flew under the radar that he and his wife were going to be having a baby. And I thought, well, that's cool. I wonder if he'd ever be down to to talk about that. So I reached out to him before the baby came and I said, uh, would you have any interest in taking like 20 minutes just to chat about like, you know, what you're excited about, what you're scared about, what you're expecting it to be. And being the great guy that he was, he wrote back and said, uh, thank you so much. I can't do it right now. I've got too much on my plate before this baby comes. So I said, I totally get it. Good luck with everything. And then a few weeks ago, when you and I sort of regrouped to talk talk about the podcast, talk about, you know, upcoming guests and topics, I thought maybe I'd reach out to Matt just one more time and see if maybe he'd be interested in chatting now that their baby is born. Matt responded and said, uh, how about today? In fact, in fact, you and I were on a call together when you got an email that said, how about today? And I was like, well, I can't. But you could. And it's like. Take the chance, man. Gotta Take do it. the chance. If there's one thing we can learn from Matt Gorley, maybe it's that uh, you got to jump at chances. Gives a little bit of insight, right? Peels the curtain back a little bit on this as to like how he's able to uh, uh, do so much and have so many uh, irons in the fire, as we said. Matt was kind enough to chat with me, and the conversation did not disappoint. Uh, I'm excited to share it with you all right now. So if you're a podcast listener and you don't know the name Matt Gorley, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Who are you? (laughs) Matt has his hands in so many projects. It's sort of mind boggling. Uh, He's the host of a podcast called Super Ego, another podcast that's such an awesome concept called I Was There Too, of course, with Gorley and Rust and a number of other entertaining and honestly, like fascinating podcasts. And I'm going to guess that the most widely listened to podcast currently that Matt is on is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, which Matt co-hosts and produces. You've probably also seen him on your television or laptop screen in Drunk History, which is appropriate casting for a history buff like you, Matt. (laughs) And a drunk like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Matt Gorley, honestly, it's such an honor to have you join me on Modern Dadhood. Thank you, Adam. This is uh, actually, when I got your email, I was deep in the thick of it all, but I'm glad you followed up because though I think I'm such a new dad, I have nothing to offer information wise on being a father. I'm, I'm fascinated to talk about it and to learn about it because it's obviously like such a big thing in my life. I, I'm curious to to have conversations about it because also with quarantine and everything, we're trying to keep our child nice and safe. So it's not like we're having a lot of conversations with people. So it's a treat for me. 
Well, you're in good company here, but I'm certainly hoping that you don't expect to learn anything from me because uh, Mark and I say all the time, and we want to make it very clear that, you know, we we're here to learn from other dads, you know, learn new perspective from fathers whose experiences are different from ours, but we are definitely not experts. So I'm not sure that I'll have a lot of wisdom to bestow, but uh, I'm glad you're here and congratulations on being a new dad. So thank you. Yeah. So your daughter's around three months old. Is that right? About three and a half months in. Yeah. Um, it's just wonderful. I mean, you know, yeah, all the things you hear are true. It's exhausting and all that too, but it just doesn't matter. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it's, I thought my anxiety would increase because I <laughs> had a life to protect, but it's a strange sort of peace that I would have never expected. And yeah. I mean, if, if I get a smile from our daughter, she, which she does do quite often, it just wipes away any issues I have with the day. And it's just amazing. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that a baby has that kind of power to just in an instant, in the flip of a switch, just change your whole mood or the, the course of the, your whole day? Unfortunately, it works the other way too. I'll pick her up and if she starts screaming, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. Oh my God, I can't handle this. I can't handle it. And what's your daughter's name? Are you, are you guys sharing that publicly? Yeah, I think we're, we haven't really put it online much, but I think mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where we feel like it's okay. So I'll tell you, oh. um, her name is Glenn and it's spelled G L E N N E. She's not named after the actress Glenn Headley, but we liked yeah. that spelling. So. That's oh, that's name. beautiful. Oh, thank you. So I wanted to ask, are there any new parent resources that you and your wife have been leaning into or finding value in? Well, she's part of a, a, you know, for lack of a better term, a mom group text thread of people who kind of work within or near in and around the entertainment industry and can, you know, share their methods of navigating how to work and do all this stuff Though my wife hasn't gone back to work yet. Um, I think that's been a big help for her. And we just happen to have had a number of both close friends and casual friends that have had children nearly before ours or after so, yeah, I think I think we feel lucky in that way. So you mentioned the pandemic. I wanted to ask, like, particularly in this time when a lot of us are sort of back kind of isolating to some degree at home. How are you handling juggling as many balls in the air as you are, but still, you know, be being the best dad that you can be? It's it's another thing that has surprised me because I thought it's going to make the work tough. The work's fine. It's me sitting there going, I'm missing time with my daughter. That's been tough. I think I didn't take long enough of a paternity leave. It took yeah. about a month. Then I went back to work very briefly. And then luckily the holidays hit. So I had another three weeks. So that was nice. But to do it all over again, I would have been, I don't know if selfish is the word, but that's how I feel. And I, I think the work has been okay because again, my wife isn't back to work yet. And she mm-hmm. has Again, this is just, you hear this all the time, but I couldn't mean it more. She's been the most incredible mother. I've seen her change from a wonderful wife, but into a mother that's not, it's not like I'm surprised by it, but it's just so comforting to know that when I'm in here working that my daughter and her are just bonding. And so I don't have a lot of stress about it. Like I said, other than I wish I could kind of wrap up work earlier each day. And then my my wife and I each have a kind of thing where we 
we wanted to keep some semblance of our old life for things that help us, even yeah. if it's just mental health, where for her it's exercise and for me it's a creative project. So I've kept one creative project alive while getting rid of others and then managing that little thing with trying to mitigate work, not taking on any extra work and working half a day to three quarters of a day instead of a full day so that I can go out there and give her some time off and also just spend time with the child. I'm so lucky to work from home. That's yeah. the thing is that I can yeah. take my food breaks or whatever and spend time with her and feel like I'm bonding with her. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You know, like my daughters are eight and almost five and for all of the truly awful things that have come out of the last couple yeah. of years in the pandemic, I would say, you know, one of the, if I can find a silver lining, it's that when my daughters were born, you know, it was long before the pandemic and we were just sort of in the grind. You know, we, we both work yeah. full-time jobs and we would be drop our daughters off at daycare at seven 30 in the morning. You know, we'd be lucky if we had an hour with them bef- between when they woke up and when we dropped them off, we pick them up at the end of the day after we'd done our eight hours of work and we were lucky if we got 90 minutes with them then and it was just, you know, bathing and dinner. So just a, just sort of chaos time and was feeling pretty guilty about that. And so if there is a silver lining for me personally in this time of being able to work from home, it's that I get to spend more time with my family and, and my wife and my girls. It's um, it's been really nice. Yeah, that's I wouldn't even call that a silver lining. Like that's almost it's obviously unfortunate for the world, but that's a, a wonderful trade-off in a way to have that. I think you'll always treasure yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I think so too. But also I remember being a new dad and like how delicate things are in those first few months. And, yeah. you know, you're hit with this instinct and this responsibility to protect this person that you made. And I mean, e- even not in a pandemic, there can be some big tension and big emotions around things like who wants to hold my baby or like, oh, yeah. how are they treating her in daycare? So for me, it's hard to imagine the stress of having a newborn right now. I mean, it's got to be like a special kind of anxiety. Do you want to just like keep her in a bubble? I mean, how do you handle that? It's a crazy time. Yeah. It's sad. It's hard too. It's really hard because I mean, we have people pretty close in our life that for one reason or another have not been vaccinated, which is difficult for us and, um, and and taking all judgment out of it. It's just difficult because we have to then draw the line on certain family gatherings and that is really hard to do. So we've had to basically introduce our daughter to the family piecemeal and she hasn't even met my father and not because he's not vaccinated, but because he lives across the country and traveling just isn't, he has health issues. He's immunocompromised and it's just been, that's been the toughest part of it. And then other than that, in terms of friends or extended family, we've had to kind of like take it on a case to case basis of, do we trust their judgment? You know, have we been tested? Also, Omicron seems to be breaking through Amanda's sister is fully vaccinated and boosted and got COVID and she's very careful. Yeah. It's crazy. So we're just taking it uh, instant by instance, but erring on the side of caution, especially right now with the surge in California. Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's all you can do. Right. Um, 
you know, like I said, my daughters are are eight and almost five and our eight year olds vaccinated. Our five, almost five year old is, is almost there. But, you know, my wife and I had this idea that when once the girls were vaccinated, like we would feel pretty comfortable, you know, returning to some sort of mm. semblance of normal life because our risk was much lower. But I mean, my eight year old is now fully vaccinated and my instinct is still to protect her, you know, and to like not let her hang out with a lot of kids. And, you know, it still makes me nervous sending her into school. And I don't know if that ever goes away. Yeah. So whenever I'm chatting with new dads, I kind of think back to when I had a newborn and even back further, I guess, to like mentally preparing to become a parent. And I feel like we all have these, uh, at least for me, I think probably for everybody, we have these preconceived notions before having kids about what kind of a father will be like, what, how we might evolve, like what might become important to us. Did you have a vision before having your daughter uh, of yourself as a dad and and what sort of things you were going to kind of hold in, in importance? I think I had a really amorphous vision so there was no specifics I had. Mm. And I, I think, yeah, I don't think there were any surprises because it wasn't like the times when you're just truly exhausted that you're going like, I didn't think it wouldn't be like this. Everyone tells right. you it'd be like this. Right, right. And then there's the part where everybody says it changes your life and it's amazing. And that's true, but it's not quite the same version you, you predict. It's more like a dream like version for me. I'm still not quite out of the funk, so I don't yeah. know. But I, I think I knew I'd be an emotional father that it would affect me greatly, especially because I'm 48. So I'm having a child much later in life than most people. And I think that's probably best for me because when mm. I was younger, I was probably, I don't know, you're more concerned with the day-to-day things and everything. And now I feel like I'm just a lot more mellow and able to go with the flow more than I would be able to. And really like, I'm just really affected by it in a wonderful way emotionally. And that is just such a welcome thing because it's shifting me in my life from uh, microscopic details of this little drive I have or whatever to just kind of go, all right, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go and we're going to read a book. We're going to do stupid dances to try to make her laugh. And that's the night and it's great. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, okay. So as if I haven't listed enough of your talents already, you're also a designer, a graphic designer, but you and your wife also do interior design. Uh, You must have had fun designing your daughter's room and sort of that, the space where she would spend her time. I loved it. And it was part of something I was always waiting for, even so much so that after she was born and we were both on paternity leave, there were days where I would get working in this room, I was painting a mural in there. And to the point of risking on verging on like, oh, you're doing this over spending time with your daughter. So I had to have that, like there was an adjustment period for me. I was coming out of a life where there was no impediments to just doing the creative projects I wanted. So I had to kind of learn that. But that being said, it was all in service of me knowing that I always wanted children Mm -hmm decorating a room that way. So yeah, we went to town. I actually have an Instagram called house cat and home, and you can see the nursery on there. Um, and I just, I, I did this really intricate mural and it's all to the 
point of one day going, Hey, this is what this is. This is what this is. Let's talk about this. You know, there are things in her neighborhood and stuff, so we can have conversations about them. So So it's more of a seed planted for the future than certainly anything she'll appreciate now. She looks at it with just real confusion right now, (laughs) as do I. What are you guys most looking forward to when things do return to normal or at least safe enough that you can, you know, go outside and be out in public? I think really getting together with friends in a serious way. Amanda and I was like, we're homebodies, but we really feel that we want Glenn to have to be socialized. And right now she's seeing virtually no one. She's seeing Amanda's sister who will babysit for us occasionally, her mother and occasionally my family and stuff. But I don't think like anything's really sticking with her. And I want her to know other regular people and and other children and our, our friends. And so I just hope that that she doesn't get baked in as being kind of like, there's only these two people in the world. I don't, she's already an only child. We don't know if that's always going to be the case, but I don't want her to just have that small bubble. I want her to know a wide variety of people and stuff. On this show, we talk a lot about the, the joys, the challenges, and the general insanity of being a dad in this moment. And it sounds like you, you guys obviously have the, the insanity part covered just in the fact that you have a three and a half month old, but, and you, you talked a little bit about the, the joy part of it and the bliss part of it, which is nice. Any challenges that you're facing that, that you're really sort of like struggling with as a new dad? Um, well, I think it would be the, the work balance and it's not, am I going to have time to work? It's shutting my brain down. Cause I, I, it's more when I'm working on something creatively, that's for me, I get what my wife and I call edit head. Like mm-hmm. when I used to edit super ego and it would, I'd edit for hours and then it would take me an hour to, even after I stopped editing for my brain to kind of unwire. Yep. And I don't like finishing a project for the day and then going to spend with my daughter and I've still got an hour of my brain half back working on that thing. It's, I think if I have a vice or an addiction, it's, it's that kind of thing. And so I'm trying to really stop that. It's not easy for me. It's, it's my little challenge. The other thing is our baby is a real grunter. (laughs) And I mean like loud nighttime, (laughs) like she's like late weightlifting our doctor assures us no issue and it's normal. But because of that, I'm such a light sleeper. I've taken to sleeping on the couch. She's in our room in a bassinet, but, <laughs> right. um, so I, I miss that being back in my bedroom, but at the same time, I'm having this weird situation where I dream a lot more and I wasn't dreaming before. So I don't, I think my age, midlife, all this stuff is culminating the, the quarantine family stuff, having a baby all came at once. And for about a year or so before she got here, I was just, just like flailing. And now it's finally, everything's sort of starting to find its groove. So rather than having a problem right now, I feel like I'm actually kind of coming out of one and I I don't want to jinx it, but it feels good. (laughs) I need it. Good for you. Good for you. You deserve that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard it a zillion times, but Everything is a phase, uh, you know, sleep will return to normal, uh, before too long <laughs> wow. and be the, great. you'll find yourself with a new set of things to navigate. That's right. <laughs> Matt, is there anything else you're currently cooking up that our listeners can get excited about? I have a little band called Townland and, uh, we have an album coming out in a month or so. Um, have a listen. We're just Townland band at, on Instagram. 
and that's where you'll find all the news for when it comes out in a month or so. Dads, you can find Matt Gorley on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Matt Gorley, G-O-U-R-L-E-Y in both spots. All of Matt's fantastic podcasts can be found wherever you listen to Modern Dadhood, but we've also got links for them in the show notes. And Matt, it's just been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you for making time for our little podcast and this uh, dadhood conversation. So all our best to you, Amanda and Glenn. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. I appreciate it. If I may, I believe it's time for a recurring segment. I mean, I, we are, I do feel a little rusty, but now's usually the time, right? Uh, yeah, I believe we've reached the precise moment in the episode when we do introduce a recurring segment. It appears that today's recurring segment is. <clears throat> Did I just say that out loud? And I think it needs no introduction. So if you would like to just share away, my friend, please do. This was this was uh, almost more of a did I just have that conversation kind of situation. Okay. I'm sure you've been in this. Uh-huh. It's not just like a thing you say out loud, but it's like a whole thing you've got to talk about for a couple minutes. And yep. then when it's over, you're like, yeesh. Okay. Oof, man, wish I didn't have to do that right then. <laughs> I'll I'll say the thing that kind of made my ears uh, perk up. Is it perk up or is it prick up? I, I feel like if I, I feel like it's prick up, but I feel like when I say that, I feel like I'm saying something bad. You are saying it's it's perk. It's not prick up. No, they're <laughs> perking up. All right. Like when you're tired and you drink coffee, you perk yeah, up. Perk up. Yeah. All right. Well, my apologies. My, my apologies to anybody who I offended with with saying prick up. I'm triggered. Um, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll say the part that made me think I got to I got to write that down. Here's the sentence I said. No, it's just that we don't see that part often, and it can be pretty dark up in there. Okay. I followed that up pretty quickly with, um, can you please not do that? Okay. All right. This was, this was bath time, and uh, usually it's like we go up the stairs. The whole, the whole family kind of makes their way up the stairs. It's usually this cacophony of like, I forgot a stuffed animal. Oh, did I have my vitamin gummies? You know, and it's all this whatever. Yes, the, the, the daily... Check it, family uh, bath pilgrimage. And so we're up there and the bath is on and uh, um, clothes are getting are being strewn. Some are getting into the hamper like they're supposed to. And somebody says something like, I forgot. I think one of my sons forgot a, a stuffed animal downstairs. Classic. I was down suddenly, found myself at the bottom of the stairs with one kid right in front of me. The other one was stark naked, fully nude, three, four steps above and uh, and was doing this kind of like his head was down, you know, like between his legs and his and his butt was and his and his butt was just like on full display, you know, Shit. like a like a like a like a very proud, you know, tur male turkey with like just <laughs> feathers, you know, adorning his and and like and I didn't really know that was going on because I was looking at the other son who was just like taking forever to like get up one step at a time. And I was just like, Oof. I was feeling very deflated and defeated at the moment. And then that son says, I can see poop coming out of his butt. Oh shit. And that's, shit. When, I, and that's when I looked up and saw the, the display. How, like, like how close was your head to this display? 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm standing at the bottom of the steps and my first son was like maybe two steps up and the other one was like another three steps up. So like eye level, okay, <laughs> so yeah, eye level yeah. when I, when I looked up and there was just to be clear, there was no poop. And that's why I, I kind of like took in the situation for a second. And that's when I said, no, it's just like, he doesn't get to see a butthole quite <laughs> like that often. So he doesn't I had to get, just, to. he doesn't yeah. have, he doesn't have the rare and majestic <laughs> opportunity. Right. Yeah. So I just had to be like, no, no, no. It's like, it's just like when you get way up in there, it's kind of dark. <laughs> like that's, and, and yeah. And, and I, you know, I, of course I, I, I followed it up with, can you please not do that again? You know, to to, to the to the to the turkey a few steps above <laughs> turkey. who responded with like a pause of silence, and then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> of course he is. And then I mean, I, I think at that point it was just I was just oh. grabbing armfuls of children and just stomping up yeah. the stairs and throwing, throwing the them into the bath. But yeah, man, kids have no shame with that stuff. No. I mean, until a certain age and then, and then they would be mortified. Well, and that's exactly right. You never want to, uh, you know, make anybody feel ashamed, you know, in those moments. It's um, a fine but, line. Yeah. Cause yeah. in, in, in some circumstances, it's all right to laugh about that too, but you don't want to give them the gratification that inspires them to right. keep doing it. But you right. don't want to shame them to the point where they are traumatized and, uh, you know, are walking on eggshells. Well, and the other son had a legitimate concern. He was like, no, I'm going to get shit on. I'm about to get shit on. My brother, my brother's butt is right there and I'm pretty sure there's poop coming out of it. So it's like I have to calm him. Oh, nope, it's, nope. It's not. Nope. Nope. It's cool. I can it's see just, why maybe you thought that. You're just staring into a particular part of the body that doesn't get a lot of light. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. That's a great one. So those kinds of conversations happen so many times throughout the day. I wish, I wish there was just, well, I guess there, I have, I have an Amazon echo. So I guess there is just a speaker always (laughs) listening to everything you say, but, but I wish, I wish I could play back a lot of the days, you know? Hey, Alexa, Play back the most ridiculous <laughs> moments of the last three weeks. Yeah. Hey, Alexa, remember when we were on the stairs and one of my kids was just bearing his asshole to <laughs> everyone? Can you play back that conversation? Because <laughs> if she could, we could then include the audio in our episode. God, that'd be great. Well, here, here we, we are, are at the end of our first episode back after our winter hibernation. I'm sad we're at the end, but I'm so excited about the next few episodes. Dads, you can find us at moderndadhood.com on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can also find all of Matt Gorley's shows in any of those places as well. And I recommend you and I recommend that you do. Check out his podcasts. Please do. Wherever you listen to us, please subscribe. Please leave us a quick rating and review and do us a favor and tell a friend about Modern Dadhood. This word of mouth thing still actually works, arguably more effectively than any other method of growth. Indeed. Hey, you know what would be great, Adam? Tell them about the T-shirts and the dad hoodies that are available for purchase on our website. 
I think, I think you just did. I think you just did the job. Oh, but they are for yeah. sale at moderndadhood.com. Just click on the shop button and get yourself a t-shirt or a dad hoodie. I personally will mail it to you with a free sticker. That's true. Cause I'm not going to do that. Oh, Hey, while you're out there, like on the internet with your computer machine and your keyboard and your mouse, you can also send us a, a, a note at hey at moderndadhood.com. That's H-E-Y. Tell us what you're looking forward to in, in, in the year 2022. Do you got any goals that you're trying to achieve? You got any uh, bad habits you're trying to shake? Tell us about it. Who knows? Maybe it's something that we can bond over. We want to thank Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Albee for the music in Modern Dadhood. We want to thank Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio. That's redvaultaudio.com for mixing our show. And of course, huge thanks to Matt Gorley for joining us in this episode. And we say it in every episode, but thank you for listening. We mean it every time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.